want you. Come on to your mister. I've got plans to hug and kiss ya. I've got plans to hug and hug and hug you. Let's go on the road. Let's go on the road. Yo, 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 what's going on, people? Welcome back to the one and only Minorities Report podcast. That is my jam. God damn, that's a good song. It's a review edition, guys, and this is your colorful perspective into The Irishman and Queen and Slim. As always, your favorite minorities are back, and we here. We reporting for duty. We got me, Raul. We got Shama. And we got Colby Mack all the way from Atlanta hitting us up. What up, good people? Cheer! What was that? This like uh, Colby after watching The Irishman three and a half hours, and it's like he's like revi- like getting relieved. Yo, do you know what time I finished that movie last night, bro? <laughs> it was like one forty-five in the morning, bro. Like, Damn. yo, I literally I paused it. Just Did you to, divide I, it? I paused it that just to know where I was at, and I was like, the first time I paused it. I'm like, how the fuck is there two hours and five minutes left in this movie, bro? I was like, what is I mean, going on? If, if it ended at 1.45, uh, math is correct, you started it at 6 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this. This I, is I, like I, stupid. I, I, I use the bathroom once, right? I use the bathroom once, like admittedly. Uh, but like this, this, this is my biggest gripe with the whole, you know, with, 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 like there's a certain caliber of films that are meant for Netflix, and this was not it. And this is my frustration with like all the back talk from Martin Scorsese. Like, yo, I I really wanted to watch this in theaters, right? Because I knew trying to carve out three and a half hours at home with a kid who just so happened to be sick, it's not easy. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not. Oh my gosh, bro. Yeah, listen, but listen, I get it. But you know what is easy? Giving the show a follow hey. at M Report Pod on Instagram. And Twitter. Hit us up, people. We are all over the place. We talking. Well, y'all are communicating. I'm thinking about communicating. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get better. But no, for real. Well, we love to see those follows. We love to see those interactions. And we love to see those emails, guys, at mreportpodcast at gmail.com. Let's get back into it. So, so Shama and I saw this. How long ago? Yeah, a month ago. A month ago. Yeah, we saw this movie like our screener screening in the morning was at eight a.m. Yeah, it was rough, bro. Yeah, and like they called, they told us to come in at eight a.m. They started the movie at nine. We finished like at two p.m. <laughs> we felt like the whole day is <laughs> over. Wow. Like, like literally, like we left the theater at two p.m. because like we had like to interact with the, our fellow film critics, with like the people there, everyone. So the movie started at nine. It was supposed to be over like at twelve forty-five or something. We literally left the theater at two p.m. So we had like a whole day experience at the movie theater just watching The Irishman. Yeah, and uh, for the few out there that are listening that don't know about The Irishman, listen it's about a, a mob hitman recalls his possible involvement with the slaying of Jimmy Hoffa, which. I think that's a spoiler. Is it though? It. I, I feel like it is. Yeah, but people know who's Jimmy Hoffa. Like, they but know what I think the but the mystery to Jimmy Hoffa is that nobody knows. Like, one, he is not confirmed. I mean, he's confirmed dead. Well, they, okay, they do not have his body. He has not been found to this day. Like, that's still like it's it's a it's a it's like a it's a an American pop culture mystery. Like no one knows where Jimmy Hoffa is to this day, except mm. except for Marshall Scorsese. 
Correct. And Charles 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 Brand Branson. It's based on the, these, yeah. These so I, I so I don't know. So this is alleged, but this is obviously this is information that's inside of the synopsis. Yo, I don't know what it is, but like when it comes to trailers, I do not pay attention to Netflix trailers, and it's not Netflix's fault. It's just I don't pay attention. <laughs> To the trailers, I just don't. Even when we, even when we talk about them here, because well, I watch trailers in the theater, bro. I'm in the theater all the time, so I don't sit, like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. Listen, Steve Zalian, one of my favorite screenwriters. Of Is all he time. really? Oh yeah, absolutely. As many know, the girl with the dragon tattoo is hands down my favorite film, the David Fincher version, written by Steve Zalian. And uh, I, I got mad respect. He wrote Schindler's List. He's amazing. Um, and I don't. Know what happened? We have not discussed this a month. Shama and I have been zipped. We have not talked about yeah, it. Yeah, me. It's time, bro. I'm blowing With up. Anyone, not on Twitter, not like it's only between you, me, and Raul, or myself. That's it. Let me tell you something. If you go back, you go back and listen. Go back, people. Go back and listen to episodes way back when, when we first started talking about the Irishman. What did I say? My primary concern. With this film is my primary concern with any Scorsese film. I think Scorsese is definitely, definitely a great director. He definitely has vision. He has a signature. He has a style. He has something to say, right? And he knows his craft. But where what he doesn't know is where to cut. Like, his films are always entirely too long. And I feel like he's just one of those directors that falls in love with everything he directs. Every single scene has to be in the final cut. I can't imagine that there are any scenes that got left on the editing room. Floor. Can you imagine if this film was actually longer? Like he's like, oh yeah, there's a five. Yes. Hour, there's a five yes. hour cut. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, he said there's a five hour yes. version of this. Yeah, right? he has a five hours. Yeah, yes. he has a five hour version of this movie. That's right. That's right, bro. This is wild. Again, again, this is like one of the biggest things is like yes, like as a director, you need to know what you're saying, but you also need to know what to say no to. You need to know what doesn't need to be in there to make the film stronger and flow better. And he just does not have that tact. I, I'll say this, right? So, like, uh, if you were to look at it in, like, a... I'm, I'm big into analogies, right? If I knew... If I was, like, an expert, like, you know, engineer, like, to make a car, right? I know what to make, like, the perfect driving machine. But I also know, like, the practicality of what needs to go inside of a car for people to be able to enjoy, right? So there has to be some reservation into your, like... It into your craft to be able to know how to pick and choose like what's going to go into this. I think every auto dealer has the ability to, to build the perfect driving machine. But I also believe that if they do that, you'll never need to buy another car. Apple can build the perfect iPhone that never needs to be updated. But if they put everything in one, you're never going to buy another one. I feel like there's so much stuff going on. This. There's a lot of movie in this movie. That could have been three different movies <laughs> if it really, really wanted to, right? So honestly, I haven't even got a chance to write down like my non-spoiler thoughts. And I feel like in order to do this film justice, we're going to have to talk about it. So real quickly, this is not a bad movie. I actually think no, it's not. this is a pretty great movie. But when we're dealing with Scorsese, his bar is so high. I don't think that he does anything that is super special in this film. That one warrants the hyperbole from everybody who says the buzzword is masterpiece. This ain't a fucking masterpiece, okay? This is a good damn movie. It's got good yeah. damn direction. Yeah, I call it a beautiful movie. Good it's damn beautiful acting. Movie. I think the production design is really, yeah. really good. Re yeah. The VFX, 
I'll talk about it in detail in a little bit. But when you give me a movie for three and a half hours, and I know this going in, you've already perturbed me. And is it fair? No, but I know going in that I'm getting a lot of movie and I expect for you to really sell it to me. And there was just points in this film where at the end of it, I'm like, what were we trying to say? Like, we could have cut out, honestly, 90 minutes of this movie easily. Yes, yes, you can. And it doesn't make yes, it a bad can. movie to cut it out. Yes, you can. It's just, it's just like, like just trim this, the listen, fat. What we watch, what we watch is the director's cut. All right, and it didn't need. It, this needs to be for the people that want that. Actually, lot like I, I believe like um, some famous editor like they didn't reveal like the name. He said like he would re-edit the movie, like and he would oh, yeah. just like to say like and it, to, how like the movie would give a great story with being edited. You when know, you there when definitely you have, is a and, lot of great stuff. Yeah, when you have people that before the movie comes out says hey listen. If you want to view this as a miniseries, this is where you need to pause and stop yeah. and start. That's not a good thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I have to say something. I love long movies, okay? I love them. But, and this movie is like when I get, I, I'm ready. I'm ready to watch a, a long movie because like I'm ready to digest this amount of things at the same time and enjoy the beautiful cinematic experience. While I was watching, I looked at Raul like maybe seven or eight or ten or fifteen times. You know, like, this movie is really long. I said like here and here. This is not needed. This is not like it should not be there. Like I had at least like I remember forty-five minutes that can be literally like cut without affecting anything. And both of you said like ninety minutes, which like both of you said the same word. You know, I think without communicating about it. And I can see, I can see half of this movie being taken. Make it like we don't. We're not talking about pace. It can be fast paced, just like to give it to give like them, the 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 marvelous feeling that it should happen. Like it's 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 beautiful. And we it's and we know he's visually, capable like of our it. design. And we know he's but, capable of it because we looked at like recent films like that he's done in like the contemporary Scorsese is what I like to call it. I mean, Wolf of Wall Street. It's a long film. But it's very dynamic. Yeah, but Wolf of Wall Street could have taken forty-five minutes. You could have taken forty-five minutes in sex scenes alone. That were no, 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 no. It's Margot Robbie. <laughs> so don't talk about it. Do not say I'm not even, I'm not even talking about Margot Robbie. I'm talking about all the hooker scenes. Like you could have taken. They, out they are all building up for Margot Robbie. <laughs> they are building up for Margot Robbie. Shut Wolf up. Wall Street was like, no, no, no. Don't take a minute away. So the runtime is obviously something that doesn't help the film. And it sucks. Like it almost feels like we're talking about the film is bad. Yo, this film is far from bad. But like now that it's out for everybody, because I've heard so much hype about this film, and I, me personally, I don't feel like it's warranted. Do you feel like this film lives up to the hype? No, I think it's too slow. Shama, do you think it lives up to the hype? Um, uh, no. I think. I mean, again, I, like we said, there's some strong, really strong performances. Yo, I, I found this on the socials today. Somebody said there are two kinds of people in this world. First, those who think The Irishman, the Martin Scorsese-directed Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci-starring Mega Mob Opera, released last week on Netflix, is the finest piece of cinema produced this century, or maybe of all time. And then, the, My and then there are people like me. Those who think the movie, weighing in on an obscene 209 minutes, every one of them boring, ill-acted, poorly written, and amateurishly directed. Oh, no, this is too with, much. Yeah, yeah. No, no, so I, I think people, people swing the pendulum too yeah. far. I think the hyperbole, yeah, yeah, the hyperbole no, no, is, is too great <laughs> on one point because I've, I've seen people on Twitter say that this 
Like, this is a masterpiece. This is like peak cinema, right? This is this is his best. It's sort of all these buzzwords, right? But like, no, it's a good cinema. It's a, it it's really, a, really is. It's like you can make it great, you know? Yeah, it's it's something, it's not a masterpiece, right? Something important to talk about that we have, we have addressed before watching this. Is it worth two hundred million dollars? Oh my gosh! Do you know? <laughs> all right, so the I think generally, if you take the de aging out of this. Where did they I spend I, the money? I don't even know why it was necessary, to be honest with you. Bro, it's not necessary. Like, I don't I don't get one. Okay, the narrative yo, all right, let's let's get to spoilers. Listen, guys, if you guys have not got a chance to see this film, it's available on Netflix. Carve out three and a half hours a, of your time. It's, it's there. It's there. Okay? Like you this is what you want. This series. this everybody who says, I'm gonna wait for it to come on Netflix, it's there, okay? Pause. Thank you for the click and the download. We'll be waiting for you after you watch the film. It may take you a week. Come back. We'll start up this conversation. And then we'll like, you know, tackle it. From now on, this is spoilers for the Irishman. There's three different timelines to the story. When we first get introduced to the story, we are operating in a timeline that is, I think, is like the 70s or something like that. Where they're old, right? <laughs> But this is my thing, bro. Seventies or something. Like so, so this is the thing that have a problem, right? So we're in one time. We're in one timeline where they're going to a wedding, right? And then they go back in time. They were old in the first timeline. They go back in time. These motherfuckers are still old in the old timeline, okay? And then different level of old. They are like dust in jail in another timeline. I, apparently they're supposed to be like 30, then, 50, and, and 70 then, years and old. Then, and Never do I ever, ever, ever believe. Bro, For some reason... And then there's... Oh you're, forget, you're, forget it, you're forgetting the timeline where he's telling us a story and he's literally turning to ash. Yo, bro, I, I, don't, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. So, like, I think the youngest that he ever looked was when he was in war and he still looked old. Like, so this is the thing. You spend all these millions of dollars on de-aging, but what you can't do is make the old actors... Young, just like with Samuel L. Jackson and Captain Marvel, they did a really good job de-aging his face. He still moved like a 70-year-old man. There's at one point where Robert De Niro beats up a store owner for, I guess, like 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 disciplining his daughter. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah, beating yeah, this yeah. guy up like the old, like, like how an yes. old man fights. He's like, oh, oh, oh. Yes, I think that's the, it's 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 one of the it's one of the most poorly blocked scenes in that film. It is bad. Like, it is. It is. Oh, yo. <laughs> choreographed. Oh, gosh, and the thing is, bad. so this is the thing. So and the kicking, it doesn't even look. It like does he's, not. Like he's he, close to hitting. He, his face. Oh no no. It no, is. No. It is. It's. It's. It's missing all of like this aggressiveness, this like force that this seventy-year-old man just doesn't have. And I'll say this: he looks younger. He's supposed to be thirty. I remember the first time that they meet. You know, Joe Pesci comes over. He leans in the car and says, "Hey, kid." Kid, bitch, you are like the same age as him. Why are you calling him kid? <laughs> no, 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 no. They make him like ten years older than. Don't bro. call me kid. Are you kidding me? Number one, no you're way. five. You're, you're five inches shorter than me. Okay, like, <laughs> and you're like a little bit grayer than me. You know, for some reason, like he's like no matter what, yo. The, the, he's still talking to a grown Robert man. The the Nero, of the war, Robert the De Niro. Robert De Niro. The war. He really looks young. No, no, I'm sorry. For, oh. for for two and a half hours of the movie, Robert De Niro is perpetually fifty. Okay, and then he becomes ninety. <laughs> Out of nowhere. <laughs> like, it is... Oh, my God. Okay. No, it's, 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 it's wait, wait, wild, bro. And, like, the blue episode? eyes... The blue eyes wasn't working for me, man. This... this, But this... No, 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 no. It, it has nothing to do... Let's see. We, 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 we have no problems with old people. That is not it at Please, all. Please, yes. We have a problem with spending $200 million on something that wasn't good enough. Yeah, it's... it's okay? And it's distracting. It, it is jarring. You, yeah. 
You could have spent fifty to seventy million dollars and taken an actual thirty year old and then making him look eighty. Yes, for the rest like, of the season. Why why wouldn't you get Tom Hardy, Robert Pattinson, and like somebody else and like make them in the I'm saying yeah, Usher in a new way. Like obviously I can understand on a Martin Scorsese, he's like, yo. These are people that I've grown up with, and these are titans of the industry. He's so attached, he got bro. Joe Pesci to come out of retirement. I gotta be honest with you. Like in regards to the acting, I don't know who this person like that tweet that I just read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The acting across the board is really, really good. Joe Pesci, yeah. the entire time, he's got this very cool reserve. My, me personally, the two greatest Joe Pesci roles are for my cousin Vinny, and he plays Sonny in um in Casino. And like, yeah, yeah. I love phenomenal Joe phenomenal. Pesci. Yeah. And here, this is one of the most reserved roles oh, that he yeah. ever is. And he's oh, so oh, damn good. I'm alone like that. I mean, yeah, but it's like different. But like, this is very like, he just talks like this. It is what it is. And like, I, 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 re- yeah. I really enjoy this character. Um, you know, Frank, who is obviously played by Robert De Niro. I like it. I like it a lot. You know, he's this guy who we're chronicling his life, and he's been through so many different things. He's a hitman. He's a bodyguard. He's a teamster. He's a this. He's a that. And then he meets Jimmy Hoffa. Hey. But if, 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 we're, if we're being honest, the, the weakest role here is that of Robert De Niro. Um, honestly, I like I. It did not I require really, much. I, I, I really have the three of them like very close together. I thought like if I'm gonna if I'm rating the acting. I put the acting at a nine out of ten. Three, like for the three of them, it did not. It did not require much. Robert. Honestly, I, I, I'm, you don't I'm think it required back. much? Like, what do you mean? So go into that a little bit more. It just if if I'm looking at like the character Jimmy Hoffa, such a big. Character, it's a it's a more boisterous right? character. He yeah. has he has he has a lot of these scenes where he has to he has these he has Beeps, to go up yeah, and yeah. then he has to come down yeah, real fast this, yeah. and then he he loses his shit. Well, just because you're like, more bombastic like, is better. No, 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 it's not about that. It's it's about the range. I mean, and then okay. I'm looking at Joe Pesci and Joe Pesci's playing this like this subdued. I, I, I don't know, just so no, no, just so interesting. There's so much. He's very to mysterious. It. Like, uh, and then I and then and then I look at at, at Frank's character. Because Frank's a guy. Like, one, I did not know what this story was about at all. Here it's the Irishman. I got no freaking clue. And then when I, the one trailer that I did see, like, it's just the one where I remember where, you know, um, Al Pacino, as, you know, Jimmy Hoffa gets on the phone and says, hey, hey there, Frank. Hey, I heard you uh, paint houses. And, uh, yeah, oh, I like what they did. And I'm like, it was so, I like the little, the affectation that was applied to Jimmy, you know, to uh, Al Pacino's voice. I did, did a really, really good job. I think Frank is just an interesting character. I have no idea if he's real or not, to be honest with you. Like, I have no clue. Um, but honestly, like, I don't know what's real in the story. But I think the acting, like, if I'm really, put, like, putting that, is all good. I, I think Ray Romano does a great job in this movie. Um, um, yeah, Harvey is. Keitel is really, really good. Every Italian-American actor or passing yeah. for Italian-American <laughs> actor is working in this film. The dude from Entourage, who was inside Power, has this great fat suit on. I think the, the, the actual practical makeup is very strong in this film. You know the dude I'm talking yeah. about from Entourage? Yeah. He played Turtles. Cousin. Yeah, he was in the church in the movie. Yeah, he, yeah, play, he yeah. plays Fat Tony in this movie. Yeah. yeah. That is, yo, he, like, keep in mind, that dude, yeah. he's like 45 years old, and he looks 65. That was believable. So I don't know. Yes, yeah. you didn't have to sink a hundred million bucks into this de-aging technology. Like to be honest with you, they never applied. They applied to their hands twenty percent of the time. Because you notice that if you look at their hands, those are cryptkeeper hands. I don't know. They just completely forgot to put the technology on their hands. Um, but it's, it's only on the face, and it's it, 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 it doesn't require. And Colby, like 
50 years from now, I will let you listen to this episode and like, I will keep making fun of your hands. Uh, yeah. <laughs> can, 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 we talk, can we talk about one more thing? Since we're in sports. Let's do it. Enjoy. I have, this is, this is where I have the, the hardest time, right? Because I really did, there were a lot of parts that I really enjoyed. In particular, the stronger scenes with Jimmy Hoffa. Like, I, I, I just thought they were really, really strong scenes. Really, really good scenes. Tony who? Bro. Is it 20, what, 21, 22, 20 who? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, he's it, definitely bro. got like some memorable lines. I'll tell you that. And out of this long but, ass movie, I remember a lot of what Jimmy Hoffa said. He's so real. He's so tangible. But bro, I have such a hard time with the, what do we call it? The climax? The showdown? I mean, what what is the showdown? Where is it happening? It's, bro, it happens in two seconds. They walk into the house. He says, let's get out of here. That's the <laughs> climax? Bro, it's so funny. I gotta be honest with you. The movie definitely depicts Frank. Frank is a monster, bro. He's a psychopath. Like, because he doesn't carry the weight of anything that he does at all over years. Like, and when he's talking to, like, it's so hard to, like, guess the range of these daughters. I don't understand. Like, Robert De Niro looks 100, and his daughters look 16, yeah. like, for most of the yeah. film. Like, Anna Paquin is supposed to be, like, she should be, like, like 70, or, like, no, like, like, 50, or something like that. She definitely doesn't look at it all. Um, again, I will say this. this and, and, she and, didn't and, need and, to be in this movie. She says, like, two lines. No, I don't get it at all. That's what I'm saying. Bouncing right off of that, right, right off of that sentiment. So I, I spoke my piece about, about the, oh, that should have been such a stronger scene in the house. That should have been such a with him and his daughter. House. Oh, with, gotcha. with, uh, you do you do Jimmy, you think that Jimmy, Jimmy should have known? And try to I plead think, with him. Yes. Yeah. Right. I was thinking the absolutely. same thing. Absolutely. And I think there's he's here's the thing is we spend uh, uh, the entire film establishing that Jimmy Hoffa is a great talker. Jimmy Hoffa. Can, can convince people of anything. He can sell anything. Right? And we're not going to give him an opportunity to plead? Like, that is wild to me. With his closest friend, that is wild to me. Right? That's one. And I had no idea that that was going to happen either. I, I saw it coming. It didn't, I, it didn't make I was, sense to me because I was Frank was fighting it the a, whole time. Again, I was expecting a great, great, great interaction between them. Where he just, like, I, it, it is, I got no choice. It is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, but bouncing off that, same same kind of thing, we spent a great part of the film hinting at the fact that Frank's daughter, who ends up being Anna Paquin, like, was going to be something in this story. She was right? She's, as a little girl, she's so, she pays so much attention. She's she knows something's up with Joe Pesci's, Pesci's character. She's so distant when he's around. She's observant. She's watching. She knows what her dad is doing. She's so aware. And then you're like, oh, when she grows up, this is something's gonna happen. Nothing, yeah. bro. You know that my, the only thing that my dad told me in this movie that should be better, that to make a role for his daughter to be like. Uh, Something and that's what Tarul just mentioned. Like for somebody even loved the movie. You know? I really, I really thought I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna pay off so well. Like, Especially I, with the choice of the character, you know. I love what they're doing with the daughter. Like I'm so excited to see how this pays off. Yeah, she, I mean, no, she was nothing. she was so much more interesting as a child than as an adult. Yeah, she was so much more interesting as a child. Like one, there was there the, the the liking that you know that um that Joe Pesci's character had to the daughter I thought was a little, a little odd I was like yo I don't know what was going on so I'm like is there supposed to be some like like this kind of uh, 
really weird romantic connection between them. And, and I'm glad that it did not go that way. No. Um, no. Um, yeah, Joe Pesci's character, Russ, um, he was just a guy. Like, he was a bad guy from the jump. And I, I'll say this. I think the world of organized crime obviously is something that Martin Scorsese is very attracted to, right? Just seeing the way that there, like there, there was this very. Bro, it's what he, it's what he knows, bro. That, that was his life. Like, that was that was his life, right? <laughs> I can't MCU, you know, it is. Like, uh, it really is. Yeah. I can't connect to it, so it was hard for me to truly engage with these characters because I just don't like. I can't see myself in any mobster cinematic universe. Yeah, I mean, it's just like yo, you, you you step out of line. I like I don't shoot you from far away. I shoot you in the face. Like I literally, I bump into you on the side of the street yeah. and I shoot you in an awkward way. Hey, what's up? Just, bah, bah, bah. That's it. And it's like mad dirty. Like, yo, there's oh, like, no... This guy, we sit like, I don't know which side you're coming from. Yo, you know? no cameras anywhere. They're just like dumping guns all over the place. But I mean, it's... Yo, and, it's, it's, and, it, and, and it's like, I don't know if it, I, I don't know if it was actually like this. But like, bro, there's no fear for repercussions. No. I'm bro, it's like the wild, wild up, west. Listen, listen, they walk up. They shoot you twice in the face. You, twice in the face. You are dead, my friend. And then they stand there, watch your body hit the ground pretend like they're gonna walk away and then they they <laughs> nope and then pop 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 and then they stare at you and then they go to walk away again and then they drop and the nobody gun hears and nobody hears shit and they just all they, they all drop the they all drop anything. the guns off at the same place like apparently probably the cops, house was working yo, the cops time. are in on everything they just ignore everything <laughs> like like I, I remember hearing stories about the teams and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm very, very happy. Like, one, I'm a black man. I'm very happy to not have lived before 1969. But <laughs> it's just like <laughs> this world is so hard to connect with. But I really can't deny it. It, it, it is, it is a well crafted movie that's too damn long. That has excellent direction, excellent acting, in my opinion, great production design, weak VFX, but is still. Unfortunately, we can be up X with this amount of money. Well, okay. Can you imagine, like, if, the, if he made this movie 10 years ago, like with any other production company? If he would have reasonably did the things, if he would have stuck to hiring, you know, younger actors for the, you know, for the old age and then bringing the older actors for, like, you know, for the, you know, for the, the newer age and stuff like that, using practical effects, doing those traditional things, make this film for a hundred and a hundred million dollars. Let's say it's not a Netflix. I got to be honest with you. If this came out this weekend, this would make 50 or 60 million dollars at the box office. Yeah. Yeah. If this was a two hour movie, two hour and fifteen minutes even, this would make sixty million dollars. I still do somebody explain to me. How the how does Netflix make their money back? You sink two hundred and fifty <laughs> million dollars into this movie, hey. right? Do you understand like Listen. okay, as a businessman, <laughs> I think it's no, like no, no, the no, 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 of no, our generation. No, no, I will not drop it. I will not fucking drop it. If I'm seeking two hundred and fifty million dollars into something, I need Mark Scorsese. Hey, Mark Scorsese, how do I make my money back? Because I'm not in the business of just like shelling out charity just because you're a titan and you don't like hey, the Mar- MCU. Mar- Mars Scorsese got paid. I, that, okay, no, but see, that's the thing. That's the thing. He, he sold out. And he's filming he, the new movies. He took the money. But this thing, how does Netflix make a dime off of this? And you notice it's been, it's been a week. They don't say. They're building their library. Yeah, no, They're oh, building, building their, their library. Fuck that. Listen, bro. This wasn't Bird Box, and I said it was going to be Bird Box. Bird Box had numbers saying, yo, in the first weekend, it made 45 million views. I ain't hear nothing like that from Netflix right now. No. <laughs> you will hear it next week for Mary's story and the two popes. I, 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 yo, bro, yeah. I doubt it. You got to understand, You're not gonna these are the not... Bird Box no. I think people have a misconception of what general know. audiences watch Netflix. And, I, and listen, They don't and watch I, these I, movies. I'm, I'm pretty sure, again, if we go back and listen, you guys said something about the Irishman hitting, getting those conversations started again, like Bird Box. I said it will not. Yeah, I, I said that this will not be Bird. I told you what movie would be Bird Box. Remember, 
the right, the right, the 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 Ryan. Oh, the actual. Yeah, that oh, one. Right, the one that's, that's coming right, out in a couple weeks. Right, right. That'll be your bird box. I, I promise you. The main actor in it? It's something the six. Actor? There's a lot I of people in it. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about so, it. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. that's gonna be the bird box. This, unfortunately. So listen, let's get into it. Yeah. What are you rating this? I'm rating this movie an eight out of ten. Wow. It's still a great film. Like it's objectively, this is a great film. Subjectively, I can't connect to it. Or else, honestly, if this had, it's weird because in The Departed, like, give me The Departed over this. Give me The Wolf of Wall Street over this. I can name a lot of Mars Christmas These are all eight the movies for that me. I would watch again before this movie. And it's not just because of the length. I just find those movies to be more interesting. And we're talking about Al Pacino, Seven. Robert De Niro, and Joe Pesci, bro. Eight out of ten. 7.5. I had it like 6.5 when I left the theater. And uh, when I saw it at home, did I give it 7 or 7.5? I think, yeah, I think, yeah, 7.5. I give it like one more point. Roland will give it a 7, right? Yeah, he's, I think he's at a 7. All right, so I got to give this a 6.5. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> okay. I, I, can't, I, I can't see myself going over 7. I, I really think like when, I'm, when I'm, I'm, I'm taking marks off, I'm looking at the two biggest things for me, right? I'm looking at direction and writing. Is it well written? Yes. But is it too damn long? Yes. Is it well directed? Yes. But did he know when and where to cut? No. So like that that's those are these are just things that I, I just are unforgivable for me to be able to to give it a high score. Like it's so again, this can be a director's cut. Like, no not a problem. For those that loved it and wanted more, yeah, come back and see a three and a half hour version of this. But the, the 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 first version, your only option to see it, should not be a three and a half hour version. But there's so much to cut out of this movie, so for, I can't I can't see myself giving it any more than six point five. On top of that, I was not impressed with the visual effects. Uh, so as a cumulative, the end report score is going to be a seven point three, guys. Seven point three in the books. Moving right along, another little movie. The little. <laughs> little bit of a splash in the social commentary aspect in the film world but also in the social world we're talking about queen and slim this is a movie a couple's first date takes an unexpected turn when a police officer pulls them over it's directed by melina matsukas who i believe is her first film yeah this is her uh, directorial debut for a feature length yes 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 um daniel kaluuya is starring with jody turner turner smith bokeem would would buy man I, what happened there <laughs> um which is he, he's, he's freaking awesome in this movie really yeah and for those that don't know benito martinez is in this movie too <laughs> <laughs> we will get to that <laughs> all right so uh yeah this movie came out it uh it it, it come as before it was coming out a lot of people were talking about it what kind of commentary we're gonna be having about this what kind of approach is uh, it was because it was written by Lena Waithe. I mean, Lena Waithe. You know her from Master of None. You know her from uh, Ready Player uh, One. Uh, Ready Player One. Yeah, yeah, she's she's doing she's doing a she's lot a, of she, stuff. She's, she's, she's a rising shy. name. She's a rising. Yeah, she did the the, the shy the shy. It's the, the shy Chicago yeah, the shy. Um, and uh, I mean, she's 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 crazy busy, bro. She has her hands in everything. She really right does. She's um, and then she was she she got she took the time to write this. Put this out there. Yeah, a lot of people were trying to have that discussion of like, well, you know, from the trailers, what kind of conversation we're gonna have to be having about? Well, this. from the trailer, uh, well, what was the what? What did you think you were going to get out of this? I think expectation plays a lot into how you receive this movie. So, 
in when you saw the trailer, and we, we talked about the trailer a few months, you know, a few years ago. What did you think you were getting from this movie? I thought I was getting exactly what I got. Honestly. Really? Exactly. I'm telling you, bro. I'm, I'm. I am. Every once in a while, I'll have a miss, but I'm an excellent judge of trailers, and I, I got exactly what I thought I was going to get from this film. And that was. Yeah, I, and. Non spoiler. That was. <laughs> non spoiler. It it was a, a a film that I could only describe as irresponsible social commentary. Honestly. Mm, okay. Wow. I like this irresponsible social commentary. Shama, what did when you saw the trailer? If you saw the trailer, I know you got a thing. What did you think that you were gonna get from this film? I know you got a thing. Oh, I thought like I was gonna see like a love story, like a Bonnie and Clyde. Like I didn't see this coming at all. Like what I saw in this movie, I didn't see it in the trailer. I'm so disappointed. I had a chance to watch a, a test screener for this movie, it's like 25 minutes longer, That's I think, right. or 30 minutes. Yeah. And he's happy that they cut it. And so I'm like so it. happy that they cut it. Because like it was, it really made it like dumb, you know. And then <laughs> after that, yeah, this movie should have had another like twenty five minutes cut from the movie. Actually, I love the costumes in this movie. Nah, I, I really love like the how, production how they are dressed. Yeah. Huh? I think the production design is strong. The production design is good. Yeah. Uh, the costumes are really are really good. I have like uh, some of the, the of the lines reading the dialogue were really impressive, but I had a. a, a, a overall problem with the structure of the movie you know yeah. like they were building something that was really weak and it took the whole thing and fall nah, I, see that. I, I, I see that so I gotta come with this from a couple of different ways right obviously this is a black love story on film and this is from Lena Waif's mouth she set out to make a movie to make a story a black love story minus a white lens that's from her mouth and I think that she succeeded at doing that the thing is that this was one of my most anticipated films for the remainder of 2019 when we kind of first talked about oh, no, it. Real quick, yeah. What what to, what does that mean to you? A black film minus but it's the white for box. us for us for us that, that that are not black and are not like critiquing things that we believe are being told through a white lens. Mm-hmm. So like, does that is a white lens like what what it all goes into a white lens like like lighter skin? Not necessarily lighter skin. I just think that... I know you made a comment yeah, about that a while ago. Yeah, so this is the thing. So the way that I interpret that statement from Lena Waithe is that for decades, the white lens is showing what the world looks like through the eyes of people that don't live that life. So there was a time where, where we would see black and brown people portrayed on film. We'd notice and look that the directors and writers of those films were not those people that were you know you know the stories were about so it was a little bit disingenuous to what ends up getting translated from real life to on screen what Lena Waithe set out to do was to do something a little bit different with this love story in the way that it looks the way that it feels the different shades that she attempts to create of the black experience on film and when she says minus the white lens she means in a couple of different ways. One, she wants she wanted final cut and got final cut of this film. Two, this film was not going to go through any edits that did not have and whatever your your take on this to the best from what I remember I've heard a lot of interviews for it where no other people outside of her and Melina had a say in regards to the script in edits or revisions or anything, no test screenings or anything. Um, 
So minus that white lens was the opportunity for someone to come in and say, hey, listen, in order to make this film a little bit like, you know, more PC. James, or to James make Frey it, had a lot to do with this. He wrote it with her. Well, yeah, he, he was, was, yeah, he was, a, part of, he was a part of the story, right? But didn't have like, yeah. So then, then that's the part that I found a little bit unique that she would make that statement, right? Um, I'd also say that... He's a, he's a white man. Yes, he is a white man. <laughs> I also say that the love story that we see on screen is a bit unconventional to what we've seen. We don't typically see... Um, lead actors of a darker complexion and intense sex scenes because that used to be viewed as not as relatable that when we want to see black characters on screen, they needed to be of a fairer complexion in order to be that passable to make to a like wider audience. And so th- that, that's what that means, right? And obviously I know because I've seen it, I've been taught these things, I'm a black film critic. And and, and I will say that unfairly, which, which kind of sucks, there's a lot of things that this film has on its back in regards to expectations um, they're like what other films do objectively I find that this film is directed very strong I think Melina Masukas has a very strong eye to capturing the beauty of black skin on screen I think the camera work is stylized and the music really does set the mood I love the soundtrack to this film I think the performances for the most part they're great despite some of the issues or a lot of the issues that I have with the narrative construction and the screenplay as a whole. Subjectively, I've never... Subjectively, I've never been more soul-broken and conflicted when I've watched this movie. Um, I feel that this is one of the most socially irresponsible films that I've seen in a while, and it hurts to vocalize this. Um, Being a black man and being a black critic... It is hard to participate in this conversation and it's been very divisive the past week that this film has been out. Um, However, I have a responsibility to not only allow my unmet expectations to unfairly color my critical analysis. And I cannot ignore the way that this film was received by audiences and they enjoyed it. That's my non-spoiler take. Uh, We don't have to get into this again, but it is divisive. Yeah, fuck, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with a lot with Shane. I, I like getting your perspective. I liked, um, it was, it's funny because I thought our, I thought the conversation we were going to have with you was going to be a tougher conversation. <laughs> you thought it was going to be tougher? Oh, you could be. So you thought like, oh, Kobe's going to love this film because it's a black film, right? It's so, no, it's so I, funny I, that you guys well, think that. This is so you guys, you guys think that, but a lot of my black friends think that I hate black movies. Uh, really? Yes, they really, really do. I had somebody no, call me Uncle Tom. I don't know what an Uncle Tom is. And Uncle so. Tom is somebody who essentially is purported to be less black because he doesn't favor black art in the way that they think it should. I'm not one of those folks who's going to go out of my way and just like root for, oh, it's a black movie. Yo, we got to support it. Yo, black, blah, 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 blah. I'm black, y'all. No, 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 no. Like, the one thing that I value the most is my integrity. And I try to tackle films in a various different ways. There's not one way to be able to tackle it, but I want to be responsible, you know, with my integrity and with my ethics. And if this was a great movie, I'll say it's a great movie. I don't believe it's a great movie. But no, I think the conversation that we're about to have is still going to be damn good. Yeah, unfortunately, there's there's not too much to talk about this film without getting into spoilers. So if you guys have not got a chance to watch Queen and Slim, um, even though I don't like this movie, I'm absolutely recommending for people to watch it. So pause. Stop right now. Thank you for the click and the download. Watch the film. Participate in the conversation with us on the podcast and in uh, Twitter and through social media, Instagram, wherever, and let's talk about it. So from here on out, spoilers for Queen and Slim. I agree with you. 
I, I believe like I, I would recommend it to people to go watch it like don't miss it like watch it because like you will not understand our point of view till you see it yeah I tell you what I told so I, I really wanted her to go watch it and, and I was expecting her to go watch it today I, I wanted her to watch effort. it so bad yeah, yeah, yeah I know she made an effort but she had a lot of work to do uh, she wasn't so and none of the showtimes fit uh, for her to be able to pull both off get her work done and go see it but before the show but uh, I told this is also what I told her I said I, I really want you to see this film I'm not going to watch it with you <laughs> yeah I, 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 I will not watch this film <laughs> yeah I, I can't I can't watch it again I don't want to uh, man there's it's funny because I I walked into this I sat down I see the opening All right we see her they go on the stage. It's a great opening. Yeah. They, they, do you they know that she the... was she was inspired by the social network for that opening? The it's opening scene where, uh, um, where where this dude is uh, uh, is talking to the girl and stuff to to um oh my gosh <laughs> yeah in the diner yeah Jesse Eisenberg and to hundred uh, percent I can see that yeah, yeah so think that. about that like yeah. and I gotta say the film opens up strongly and like one. The fact Bro, that they, the, they, they, David David Finch is a great person to take inspiration yeah, from. And, and, I, and, I, and I like that. I like that lean away. <laughs> I mean, keep in mind, this is her direct, you know, her feature writing debut, you know? Sure. Um, so I like how Lena was impressed by, you know, that screen, that, that scene. And, you know, I think the dialogue was good. I, I, I think it was a little unique because Jodie Turner-Smith, her, this is her, I guess her big feature debut as well. A lot of debuts to this film, right? There's something about the breathiness in her speech that sometimes feels like inauthentic, but that's just that's a that's a character choice, right? Sure, sure. You know, did it take you out at times? At times, yeah. okay. I, 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 I can see that, but I still. Yeah, me too. But I've also, but I've also met girls that talk like this. Yes, yes. So yeah. there's that there's that realness to it as well. It still comes across as very authentic the way that they were relating and just how like I think. But I thought I thought that scene was super strong. Like I was, I was really, really, really digging the whole day team. Yeah. I was, I was loving their conversation. I thought the lines felt real, very authentic. Yeah. I, and, and like, like we've we've been on dates like that. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like uh, we were raised in New York. Like we we go on dates like that, and you have these weird awkward conversations, and we're super straightforward with each other. Yes. And like, there's no other way to be up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, like I love when he's just like, yeah, what made you, what made you hit me up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Daniel, three weeks yo, ago. Daniel yeah, Kaluuya. the conversation was awesome. Yes, I thought it was great. Yo, my Daniel Kaluuya is so, I would watch he's any so of his, so he's yeah. so good. He's the so actor good. that like best is elevating the weaknesses of the script. Like my dude's just like eating the salad, and eating the food at the same time. And he always yeah. does this thing with his eyes. <laughs> and then even leading to the next scene is the traffic stop, which I think yes. is going to be a major contention point for a lot of folks. I think personally, well, this is the most well-crafted traffic stop that I've seen depicted on screen probably ever. It's really, really good. Yes, I think the film continues being really strong through this scene, through the end of the scene. Yes. And crazy, this is all the prologue because then you get the title of the film. Yes, <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah, I do think, I do think it's super frustrating. The scene is super frustrating. Yes, but I it's, think it's frustrating because it's, it's really real well done, and you can see it. Yeah, I think it's very well directed. Um, I think the performances are strong. It's a tough scene, but I, I, I also think I think through this what, again. Yeah, what like makes you said, it? The prologue, what do you think makes it a tough scene for you? I, I get I so I get frustrated. So I'm the kind of person that'll sit there. So <laughs> you know when the title card comes on, yeah, 
And he's like, why did you do that? Why did you have to say something? Why didn't you just stay in the car? Like, that, I'm saying that the entire time. Yes, yes. Like, why, why are you being snippy with the cop? Like, why are you saying this? Yeah. Like, nope, don't do that. No, what? Like, bro, I was so frustrated. She was like, just like, yeah. she was triggering, yeah. So, Shama, do, like, when you see that scene, um, and, and obviously your background is going to be a little bit different from me, from, from mine and Raul's, did that feel authentic? Did it feel real? Did it feel, like, what, what were your thoughts on it? I, I even if I came from different background, it's the same. You know, like when a police officer stops you, like it's the same thing. You don't want to be doubtful. You don't want to do something that like uh, triggers anything and let them like think of of, uh, of that you're hiding something or carrying something. You know, and I said the same thing. Can you please shut up and stay in the car <laughs> till I handle this? You know, that's exactly what I will keep thinking. You know, I was like, oh, I'm a lawyer, and I'm like, okay. Just like, shut shut up, you know, then we finish the whole thing. You don't need to be cocky. You don't need to show who are you. Just like, let's do it. He has all the rights. Not the rights. I mean, like, he has the power to do anything now, and he can lie about anything. Well, the the cop, you know. Yeah, and even, and and, it's so well done. And even right up, even though this part was super frustrating to me, um, it felt so real. Because I know know people that would say something like this, right? When he tells the cop, can you please hurry up? And then he and then he like looks at him and he's like, What'd you say? And his face of like, what did I just do? Yeah. But like, it, was, so it was like, what did I just do? It's just like like oh, I hope you like, oh maybe he thought I said something. No, no, like it's cold. It's just cold. It's just cold. Yeah. He, the way he delivers that line yeah, is the way so, so weird. Yeah, I I had goosebumps when he was like, it's just so cold. Like yeah. it is so genuine, you know? Yeah, and, I, and I think that he does not think that what's going to end up happening happens, right? Yes. And I, I think that's the beauty to the way that this scene is constructed because it feels real. I've been pulled over many times. And it's... I, I should I should not, as a citizen of this country, fear my life during a traffic stop. It is very uncomfortable to be in this. Um, and, and I think a lot of it is in regards to knowledge. What do I know? What are my expectations of myself during a traffic stop? What are my expectations of the person who is policing during the traffic stop? What I wanted this film, and that's why subjectively this film is so frustrating, is that I was wanting it to have a nuanced conversation about police brutality slash policing. I think we as as a country are very unsure of what does it mean to properly police people. Because... You know, we should not have to say, hey, the police have all the power in this situation. We're just going to do whatever they say. Like, no, that's actually, that is not correct. We're supposed to both have an understanding and expectation of decorum on how these things go. Um, And I know Raul and I were kind of talking offline that, you know, we know growing up, yo, you were told to, when you get pulled over by, you know, by a cop, you put your hands on the wheel, you take your window down, you turn your music down. And it's different based off of where you are just geographically. Um, and it, yeah, that was that was so frustrating. Let me tell you guys, guys, all right. Basic pullover etiquette. All right, you you pull over, it, <laughs> you turn the engine off, and you put the keys. You turn the music down. You take the keys out of the ignition. Yes. You put the keys on top of the dash where they can see it. You put the window down, and you and if it's nighttime, you turn the light on. Your headlights on. <laughs> turn your headlight. On. Oh no, the, the light in the car. No, no. The yeah, light in the car, yeah. so that they can see that your hands are on the wheel. Then you put your hands on the wheel and you wait for them to approach. That's that's etiquette, especially if you're minority. Yeah. 
That's etiquette. But <laughs> keep, keep in mind, when you say especially if you're a minority, yeah, that's the part yeah. that's kind of that, that's <laughs> shitty. And that's the part that I was hoping that this film would have a conversation about. But again, and yeah. it never does. The best part of this film, for me, is the beginning of the film, the diner scene, the traffic stop, and the end scene. Everything else in the middle is not good because not good. ultimately what yes. happens, even though Raul your friend Shama, you guys are frustrated with the way that, and beautifully, which I thought was really clever, we do not get these characters' names till the end of the film, right? And there's a there's a, there's actually something pretty powerful about it. But we know at the end of the film that her name is Angela and his name is Ernest. Angela is an attorney. When you, as an audience, we allow the director and the screenwriter to teach us how to interpret the film. When you say that someone's attorney, there's an expectation that we form in our mind yeah. about how you are going to proceed she is the most illogical attorney ever okay everything yep. that she does for the remainder of this film is frustratingly bad and just illogical it, it's almost honestly I, I don't want a woman who operates with those emotions because that, she decides hey we need to go wait what <laughs> he was no, he was so ready to just be like no 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 no. i just want to go home yeah yes i love how he says that too oh, yeah. <laughs> and and the audacity to a couple of scenes later, say she's a great lawyer. Oh my God. No, you're not. Bro, you, you could have gotten up out of this, okay? If you're a great lawyer, you could, it's so, oh my God. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 yeah, it's so frustrating. It's now a, when you repeat these scenes again in these words, like it's so frustrating. Yeah, I mean, it's the fact that she says, let's go. This emotional decision versus the, the, the logical one seems very counteractive to what she is telling us I who can, she is. I can see, like, the only thing that I can see of why, like, what they established that that would make her make a decision like this is the fact that she she says, oh, yeah, I just uh, had a, a client, da, 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 I couldn't get him off, and he just went to uh, hit the death, whatever. He, he just got a death, whatever the hell it's called. And that kind of gets thrown it, away. It never gets brought yes, up again. It gets it thrown away. Anyway. But, like, I feel like, I feel like the right, like, Lena... And the director felt like, oh, this is enough to establish why she would choose to run. And that's, and it's that's not what enough. keeps yeah. happening in this film. The entire, yes, the rest of the first the act, yeah. the second act, and the begin, most of the third act, is that we keep getting these swashes of things that we attempt, and it never goes anywhere. And it gets frustrating, because once I become uninvested by something that doesn't go wrong, well, then you need to work that much harder in the next scene to win me back. And it never wins me back. And then it gets frustrating the more we go. One, I can't understand time they, they get from Ohio to Kentucky real quick. They, they After they have now committed this tragic crime, and I got to say you this, guys, it was disheartening in my audience to see my crowd cheer when this cop yeah. was shot. That, we got to, this is, this all, is that, this is that, yeah, this is, this is that socially irresponsible thing that I was talking about that you have to craft your story in a way that does not allow that to happen. You have to know that it's something that, can happen. It's tough to try to eliminate, but it felt hard. Like I mean, I mean, when you guys watched it, how what was your theater like? No, just like that. I like I, I said. I don't know if you heard me, Shama, but I said when they when the first the officer gets shot and everybody started clapping. I I I, I was like, bro, you don't you don't clap at this. Yeah, you don't clap at this. Yeah, and you don't clap at this. Like I said that by any means, by any color, for anything, you should not be clapping. Yeah, it's just it, it's it's not the right tone to do, and I, and I I really felt disheartened by it. And 
just the decision to kidnap the sheriff who, uh, I guess, Raul had to remind me that this was a, I guess this is a Hispanic, you know, sheriff. I thought he was a white guy. We were having, yeah, we were having the conversation of, of how there is no positive or, 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 quote unquote, good or nice Caucasian police officer in this entire film. And you said, I know the sheriff. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> the actor is Benito Martinez. And though the audience may not always recognize him, I recognize him immediately. And he is Hispanic. <laughs> He's Hispanic. So he, he must be like an Hispanic character actor that does a lot of stuff. But like, I, I, I think the general audience is, yo, get at me if you thought he was, I thought he was just a white cop. Um, you know, sheriff. Well, you know what? Then the writer director, writer and directors they cheated (laughs) all right they were like the audience will think he's white but we know he's Uh, but but, but, but also (laughs) there's also not a big police presence in this film and for these two people who are criminals on the run i'm surprised there is is enough there is enough there is enough enough. you could have chosen you could have chosen to make one police officer that's nice to them white he didn't have to be black and one police officer that's shitty to them black he didn't have to be white or she didn't have to be white. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> it's so frustrating. Yeah, and like I said, this film is lacking so much nuance in a lot of everything. The only part where the film actually succeeds, like where it does well, anything that's about the love story actually is good. Everything else outside of it is not good. Except, except, except the illogical choices to when you are on the run from the police, <laughs> stop as many times as they choose. That's to. crazy. They stopped to dance. I should have been in they Florida stopped, by that time. They stopped to hang out the window. Look, they got pulled over at the beginning of the film for just swerving a little bit out of their lane. And and they they choose to, on the drive to Florida, hang out of their window while driving by the beach. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> they, stopped, they stopped to sex on some back road. Bro. What it I I was getting so frustrated. Why do you continue to stop? Keep driving. Yeah. Hands on the wheel. Ten and two. Speed limit the entire way. Like what? Put a hat on. <sighs> and they became goodness. role models. Everybody for them like role models and like they're support supporting and, and them. I, and I can get it. They were essentially you know unwittingly they became these folk heroes because. Unfortunately, in our country, in real life, when we get these incidents that happen, the victims are that. They're victims. They do not survive. This is the one story where they do. So there's something slightly heroic that they survived. And I think that that, there's this, um, there's like this thing that you want to like, yes, I'm I'm rooting for them, right? Because, I mean, somehow, uh, you know, tremendously, the dash cam footage gets released in six hours. No, dash cam footage does not get released in six hours publicly. We don't know, like, a lot of this, a lot of the things that happen with the plot are very convoluted just to, you know, to advance the story. The only thing that made sense, like, is them meeting up with Uncle Earl in New Orleans because that was the first stop they needed to make to be able to get another car. Bokeem Woodbine's Uncle Earl, let me tell you, one of the best characters He's so in a awesome, film man. this year. So good. So funny. I was not expecting the comedy that I got in this scene. Oh yeah, I mean at all. Although that that leads me to say when you guys were saying you love the costume design in this film, I, I I didn't. And I was incredibly frustrated with the choice of making his house some kind of weird brothel where apparently the only female clothing 
is stripper and uh, and and, and clothing. <laughs> yeah, and so her only choice is to put on the run a super short dress. I was <laughs> well. They, I, I will say they did say within the script we're gonna hide in plain sight, right? So it would kind of make sense Great. to do you it. Cut your but... hair. You cut your hair short. Just put 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 an outfit similar to what he got on. Put some pants on. Yeah, it's... and 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 some kind of thing look like a boy wait you're trying to hide you're trying to not look like a man and a woman that are on the run yeah. okay and they literally look like a man and a woman that are on the run wearing the most loud <laughs> uh, unconventional clothing ever they are not trying to hide they, yeah, like it, it, not in plain sight or not in plain sight they're not trying to hide at all yeah oh, like bro. i said you gotta they're ch- just like look at us look at us and literally every single person recognizes yeah them. you gotta chalk it up that, yeah that, that it's it's frustrating how much like the, you know the uh, black America recognizes them at every turn, and for Bro, like a, every a, turn, the, the middle yeah. of this movie, we don't see very much cops at all. There's no signature cop presence that's like always like you know. I'm I'm so used to movies like you know, um, like with Witness and with um, um, with U.S. Marshals, where it's like I'm looking for like the David Gerard character, right? Where it's like I'm gonna get these guys, and we don't have that person, you know, to kind of cling on to. Like I, I think that we, what we were missing in the story was another character that can provide a little bit of like you know another another shade. Like you know what, this is a bad situation all around. We, I don't. I was hoping that somebody would not condone what this cop did and say that this is yeah. bad policing, and we didn't get that. And we, and I, and I, there's yet to be a film this year that has said that this is bad policing. And the films that try to do that, they're marketed to do that, they don't. It didn't work in Black and Blue. Yeah, sure. It didn't work inside of Twenty One Bridges because people. Yeah. There's a difference. There's a difference between between being a dirty cop and a cop that police is bad. They are not the mm-hmm. same. All right. And when you display a dirty cop and purport it as bad policing. It undercuts yeah, what yeah. it is. There's a serious issue in our country in the way that people are being policed badly. The man who did what he did did not do his job well, but what we saw on screen did not show me a dirty cop. He wasn't trying to, you know, um, buy drugs off of he wasn't like he wasn't doing that, like in these other films, right? But, you know, kind of back to what I was saying about in regards to the middle of this movie, as much as I love Uncle Earl and the comedy, the comedy on its on its face is great. But it doesn't match with the tone of this film, and it just completely just took me out of it all. Um, and and I, and I really like some things that happen. India Moore um, is a um, is a, um, is a is a is an actress who I thought in the in the little screen time that she had, she did a really impeccable job. Um, uh, she looked great on camera, and like shout out to her performance. But there was a lot of dialogue in the second act that just was not great. And there's this thing that Lena Waithe was doing, and I don't know who's charged for it, where we would get off-screen dialogue as like this overlay, oh and it comes across. Gosh. The thing I is, think, by, it, the way, ideally, by the way, I think it's very think poetic, that's a, that's a to- very lyrical, but you're doing too much. Yeah, I think that's a director's choice. We have to remember, uh, Matsukas is uh, is previously a music video director. That's a huge music video trope, okay? Where you're showing us something and we're hearing something else, right? Uh, uh, we'll hear somebody talking and, and, and we're watching them just look at each other lovingly, whatever. That's a big music video trope because we have a limited amount of time. Mm-hmm. It, it was so frustrating in this. I kept wondering, like, why are they reading? Is this a conversation they're having in their yeah, minds? Yeah, you don't need it, Jackson. Is this a general, uh, like, am I supposed to believe that this is a general understanding these characters are having without communicating? <laughs> like, bro, I, I was so just like, oh, no, this is just... 
a choice. Yeah, every time that I, I'm, I'm trying to buy back into the film, there's something that's implemented narratively that just is not. This meshing. is what I give it in the second chance. Yeah, you know, and, but... and then we get to a point in the second act um, where I honestly almost walked out. Um, yeah. Oh my god! Like when I think about it, it frustrates me. There's a point where. Ernest and Angela, um, their car breaks down outside of Savannah. They meet up with a mechanic, and the mechanic knows who they are. Like they're obviously they're very fucking Everybody, recognizable. Yeah, why didn't they give us a discount? But he makes a decision to still help them out, right? To help them with the car, and he he has his son take them on a little walk to kind of get out of his hair. And this little kid seems very happy go lucky, but apparently he's he has this idealized vision of who they are, and it's very reckless and ultimately very dangerous. He says he's going to go to a protest that they're going to end up having. Keep in mind, this is like maybe a couple of days from what happened and everything. Um, we get a scene intercut for some fucking reason. It is the I, I've ne- this is this is horrible composition to intercut a very intense and hyper uh, aggravated protest scene with one of the longest and like very sexually charged. Like sex scenes that we, I mean, like multiple pumps. Okay, you usually don't get that in an R-rated movie. Okay, multiple <laughs> pumps and like you know, bucket naked and it's happening. Like where you have this kid charging up to the front of a protest line where cops are telling people to back up. It, it, you get a feeling as an audience something bad is going to happen, and all we're doing, and I think you guys are hopefully we're on the same page, is praying that this kid. Is gonna be like this innocent kid that ends up getting killed somehow, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Keep in mind, our I'm attention, our, that, our attention is being. Yeah, not hoping. Yeah, no, we're not hoping it, but I, I feel like we have an idea of like, oh, we know that something bad about to happen. Yeah. And then yeah, we keep yeah. getting taken out because we see them having sex in a car. Sexing it up. At the same time, which makes no sense. Keep the scene separate, Lena. Like they don't, they don't need to be going on. The kid. Is being told by a black cop saying, "Yo, bro, you don't need to be out here, man. Like, this isn't the right place." Super nice about it. Super nice nice about it. This kid is so angry. What are you gonna do? Shoot me? Are you gonna shoot me? Whoa, bro, chill out. What's going on? I thought you were good, bro. Your dad sees me. They got a nice shop and something like that. The kid pulls out a gun, and I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." I got my wife. Don't forget. Don't forget. In this time, they're still two or three times. To some bumping action. Yes, in the car. they are still. And, and, and you know, the love story part of this is good. We don't get a chance to see love made like this on screen. But then we cut back to this angry young black boy, maybe like between 11, 12, maybe 13 years old, take out a gun on this cop. And we're like, oh my God, what I'm thinking is that another cop is going to see this kid with a, with a gun drawn and then shoot him. That's because I'm still thinking and that he's. Then- we cut. Back we cut back to a couple and see more them pumps. Climaxing. Yes, they're they're climaxing. They 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 they, 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 they climax together. <laughs> Actually, I like the lighting and in this scene. Then we come back, and, and then we come back. The kid pulls the trigger on the black cop and blows his brains out. Yeah, unfortunately. Yo, I leapt up out of my seat, and every instinct of me wanted to walk out. I jumped. You looked at me. You remember that? Yeah. I jumped in my seat. I've never. Well, I, don't, I, don't believe I don't think. I, I don't think I've been that shocked. In a theater this year, it's a, a very long time. Yeah, I gotta be honest with you guys. Just narratively, what, what was the point of that? Like, what what was the scene trying to say? I, I'm at a loss, honestly. Honestly, I'm at a loss with the scene. 
And, and people like, that have like told me that they like the movie, this is the one scene that they cannot describe to me. They just say, I don't really, I don't, yeah, I didn't really get that part. I find that the peak of what I found was irresponsible with this film. Because for those that don't look like you, me, and Shama that watch this movie, they just think that we are brimming with hate and ready to yeah. kill cops for yeah. no reason. Because this kid had no reason to kill this cop. No reason to kill Who was being kind to him and saying, yo, bro, you shouldn't be here. Because yeah, he gets it. He gets it and understands. Like, you gotta understand, we have cops that do their jobs well, okay? Yeah. And not only there's there was a connection there between Yes. He was he was like, bro, I know I know I like, it was almost like this, like, I know this I uns- know where you're at. Yes. Oh. Like, please just go home. Like, we need to get people off these streets. And I don't want you to get hurt. Like, just just go home, man. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I, I the scene is irresponsible. I find it to be very, very dangerous. And I think yeah. it hurts. The narrative. Um, I was completely disengaged. I felt deflated. My audience also felt like the folks who were cheering at the, like the white cop being dead. Like they did not expect this at all. I I, I still don't know what it. I meant. don't remember how our audience reacted to that. Uh, I know they were not like cheering like they were just like in, in a shock. You know? Yeah, it was it, it was an honest. Nobody would have expected it. And then we cut to a scene. It's it's a really if you'll notice this movie has some bad editing. Um, it cuts to them in Savannah, Georgia, with a white couple that they were sent to by their uncle, and they're like, "Yeah, there was a protest." And, and they are and most cliched. Yeah. The white. Uh... Yeah. Did you guys tell the kid to kill a cop? Because the, apparently in the media that it doesn't show it too well in the film. The media has kind of twisted their Twisting story their to make it yeah, seem as if that they've yeah. that, that 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 one that they've gone on this spree of crime throughout America and they're inciting acts of violence because of their being on the run, and they don't have any contempt about it at all. They Which, gloss the way, over it real it's, quick. It's, it's a really interesting thing to do, and it sucks because a lot of people say that that's what the media does, and it sucks. That we did not see more of that. We yeah. saw, we saw, we saw too much stopping and dancing for no reason, and not enough of the media twisting the story. All we needed, and it was all there. It was all there yes. to be had. Yeah, it there was were, all there. It can can it can easily be like uh, discussed. The, 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 there was a conversation and yeah. a commentary that this film marketed that you know is marketed to make it seem like we're gonna have. And if it does try to have it, it doesn't do it in any type of nuance or effective way. Yeah. And it just, it hurts continuing to watch this film, all these series of bad decisions. And it's just, it's a very weakness on the screenplay as a whole. And then we get to one of the, I think like the second to last really important scene of the film. Oh, real quick, I want to I wanna address something that really bothered me. Mm-hmm. Did they need to jump out of the window? No, not at all. Like I don't, I don't understand. Like, not there was at no difference. Just walk down a yeah, fucking there steps. No there was no difference. Go down the steps. That's what I wrote. It made she again. She made this choice, and she was so set on it. Oh like she's God. like, "No, we're jumping out the stuff." And he was like, "Wait, what? Are you crazy? It's the second floor." She's like, "It's the only choice," and she just goes. Like bro. it'd be different if you knew that the cops were in the house. Like you hear the cops. Not, no, no, there's nobody in the house. So you don't need to jump out the window. You can go out the oh. back door. You're going to get to the same place. Oh my gosh. And then we get to one of the most emotionally manipulated scenes in the film. And I said earlier that this is one of my favorite scenes because it actually does what the what I purport the film to do. Me too. To show bad policing. Now, I don't know the proper way. I'm going to need like an expert to tell me what is the right way to handle this situation. But when Ernest and Angela believe that they are close to freedom and have secured safe travel to get to Cuba, because that's the plan, literally 15 seconds after they arrive, 
like a gang of cops come through. I guess that they, they couldn't hear, right? Um, uh, they were hiding in the bushes. They must have been, right? <laughs> and we get this long, drawn-out scene. And the thing is, they both look at each other. They say a couple of lines of dialogue. In my opinion, I feel like they make, you know, they, they kind of just, they know that this that this is their last thing. Yeah, I actually love the one line. Yeah. Right, where she says, can I be your legacy? And he says, oh, you already are. Like, I love yeah. his delivery. He does that thing again. But it doesn't make any fucking sense. No, it doesn't make sense. I like the line. I like it's a, line. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty line, and, and, and but it like it doesn't earn it. I was yes, I wish they had it established this it. earlier. It, it yes, doesn't I, earn it. Like I want to kiss is, is the whole. I want to kiss your scars. Like there's yes, a lot of yes, pretty yes, 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 dialogue here. I don't. I, it's no, not no, no, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like the whole kissing scars thing. I simply like because they do have a short conversation about legacy earlier in the film. I wish that we had established again <clears throat> less kiss my scars stuff and more. Of like legacy, right? And because I, that line, I've is known so you for strong. a week, but I want you to be my legacy. Huh? I've known you for a week, but I want you to be my legacy. Okay. No, but they've lived they, right. This this experience they have is enough for a lifetime. No, right? no, no. Because there was and there was there was too, there was too much. Like because of all the stopping and starting, I didn't I didn't feel any has, I didn't again, feel any turmoil. Again, again, I didn't again, feel again, any, again. The poor the poor writing. Yeah. Right of this and storytelling of this. I'm what I'm saying is that line, you could have set that up early with oh, better yes. writing yeah, yeah, yeah. for it to pay off, which is why I think that line has so much potential. Yeah. Oh no, th- there's a lot like in this film, there's a lot of potential for something great. I was yeah. speaking to somebody and I said before I watch this movie, I hope that this has the beauty and grace of if Beale Street could talk with the real and poignance of when they see us. And they said, Kobe. I think you're asking too much of this movie. Am too I? much. Yeah. Damn. If you ask but, me, but I will tell you no. This, this, this story has the potential. And then we get to a point where the cops just, like, it's a hard scene. And there's a lot of folks that didn't want to see this movie because it's it's very traumatic. Like, we're going to see a movie again about black and brown bodies being torn apart. I don't know the, the right way to, to quell this situation. To the cops' belief... They're armed and dangerous, right? They can see, just like we can see, they ain't got nothing on them. I don't know what's behind their back, but they ain't got nothing on them, right? So I don't know how to apprehend them, but I do not believe that, like, I feel like when I was taught as a kid what justice is, that doesn't look like justice. Yeah. And then we get that moment with a Caucasian female cop mm-hmm. apparently trips on her gun. <laughs> Oh, she seemed very intent. Like I'm going to shoot this. And shoots her clean in the chest. Yeah, but she. It's just like what? And she's like, <laughs> yeah, like like. And like she uh, gets kind of quickly reprimanded. The camera cuts, and we go back, and he's distraught, right? Because this woman yeah. who who he's developed feelings for is gone, and it doesn't feel justified. And he picks up her body. Now I was unsure if he still had a gun in his waistband or not, but he picks up her body. Like number one, she's about two inches taller than him. And he has her cradled in his arms, and he's walking slowly to the cops. One side of the argument could say, no, you get on the floor, and you do what the cops tell you. But he's walking this lifeless body to them. Is it justified, and is it justice to tear tear him apart, like set it off, training day style, just unload lead into him? Honestly, I feel like it was another one of those, like, in my mind, I was like, okay, we're supposed to believe he's going to get shot here. 
Oh, I knew it. We just, but we, it's, we knew it's it. gonna no, see for me. And I was like, it's gonna be so nice. He's gonna make it all the way to the cop car, and put her body on the hood, and it and it doesn't happen. And I was so frustrated. So you just yeah. wanted the movie to end at this point, like when he puts the body. No, on I, 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 I would have. I would have minded Louise scene right there. Yeah, I actually, <laughs> if he puts her body down, like the movie can end. He can get arrested, or he can do something because he's just like you know what? I don't want to live. I think I think I I, I think maybe he would have done something. He's like, well, I don't want to live right without her. And so he does something, and he still ends up getting shot. Whatever the situation may be, he refuses to get on the whatever the situation. But, but he, he literally nothing. just carries. Like, what is he gonna shoot you with her in his arms? Like, yeah, there are her boot. I'm gonna I'm throw gonna her at throw all of you, you, and you're all gonna die. Her belly, <laughs> like in like in the Dark Knight, remember that? Oh That's my good. god! Yeah, that was yeah. This this movie yeah. this movie is. Um, uh, yeah, and 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 what what's tough is that I I. Heroes, in my opinion, do good, and I don't think that they ever did good yeah. to be co- to be considered heroes. Um, so I be getting a lot of shit for saying that, but no, I, I think heroes ultimately you be getting do shit good. for that. Did they didn't do any good. There was what nothing they, they did in this film that was, but but still, I mean, think about it. They were they were held up as martyrs. I mean, the last image that we have is a poster of them being you know put like a mural of them on the like they were brought up as as folk heroes, and I don't they didn't do yeah. anything good. They could be. There's a difference between doing anything good and being. I, I feel like they are good people, yeah. but they did nothing good in the movie. And there was nothing that was done good in the film to show us like they, they did not do good in regards to like the. The thing is, is that there's a fight out there, folks, and I have to be a part of it. And you know, it, it's a privilege for those who don't have to. It's easy for me to say, like, yo, the way that you defend yourself. I mean, I'm not saying that he shouldn't have killed the cop. I, I, that was in self-defense. In my, like we clearly see, it's in self-defense. The, the film says it's in self-defense. But as unfair as it is, you have to defend yourself further and defend yourself in court. He could have feared for his life that he would make it to his day in court. But ultimately, this is nothing to yeah. change things. And because there was no conversation that was had in the film about it, the film fails personally for me and subjectively. So this was a really, really hard watch. I'll never watch it again. Um, but it's also really great to talk about. And we could always we could spend hours talking about it if we really wanted to, you know. But um any any final thoughts on it? I'm just I really don't. Let's go ahead. Guys, I'm I'm I I'm, yeah. I'm genuinely curious. I know Colby, I know you gave us already your report card out there in the socials. People can find it. What is that? Remind us. It's it's a six out of ten. And and for some folks they with my talk they would feel like, wow that seems kind of high I, I cannot ignore the objective beauty to this film but how poor the screenplay's choices are and then those subjective takes that are just hard for me to to jive with but I still think like when I look at it like okay this, now, is, this is a six I, I, I want to clear it up for the listeners I want to clear it up for all those people out there that you know you you do not hate the blacks right <laughs> you love black people right I, I love them Thank just you. like I love myself. Okay? <laughs> Do you love so yourself? So guys, please. Do you love stop. yourself? Let's stop. He's allowed to analyze yes. this critically, and it That's doesn't mean that he hates black people. It has nothing to do with that. It's purely critical on the film. Shama, what'd you rate this movie? Six. A six as well? Yeah. Cool. I am at a solid five. Okay. So it's, uh, I think that's fair. I, I, I'm not even going to try to do the math for this. I'm probably wrong. Hit me up on the socials if I'm wrong. Five point seven five is that correct? I think that's right. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. It's five point five point six six. Five point six six. 
Man, bro, we're bad at this. This is yeah, awful. 5.6, guys. We really are. Yeah. The one thing you can count on your favorite hey, minorities you is getting the math spell. wrong, okay? That's all that matters. Yeah, we can spell. <laughs> For real, get at us on the socials, at mreportpod on Insta and Twitter. We've said it before. We'll say it again. Shama, back me up. We love interacting with people on the socials. Of course we do. Yeah. We love them. Kobe. I mean, Kobe can't get off the socials. He spends more life on the socials than off the socials. Oh, you here. know what my screen time is this last week? Per day? 9.7 hours. Bro, that's... <laughs> yes, sir. That's oh. wild. I got to wow. check my... I'm going to update you guys about that later. But for real, get at us on the socials. Again, that's at Pod on Insta and Twitter. Uh, send us emails, guys, at Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we really like to hear the stuff there. Uh, people like to hit us up and uh, just let us know how we're doing. Uh, please feel free, rate, review us, specifically on Apple Podcasts. Uh, that helps people find us, get at us, listen to us, and, and also connect with us. And, uh, yeah, it just makes us more public, puts us more out there, and, uh, and, and, and we, we all need that. But as always, guys, don't forget, be a part of the show. If you got a report, let us know. This is your Minorities Report. Peace. Peace.